This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio with Stephanie Haney. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to 3 News Now. I'm Stephanie Haney. Today is Tuesday, September 7th. Thank you for being here for the top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. We start off with updated information about the U.S. Navy corpsman from the Ohio area who was killed in Afghanistan during the attack on the Kabul airport. We now know that he'll return home tomorrow on Wednesday. He'll arrive at Cleveland Hopkins International Airport at 10.25 a.m. There will be a public procession while his body makes its way to his hometown in Erie County. We know that that will start at the US 250 interchange at exit 118 on the Ohio Turnpike. We have the specifics of that procession on WKYC.com. If you would like to be a part of that and see that in person, you can find all those details on the website and on the app. Our thoughts are certainly with his family, friends, and loved ones who will be welcoming him home for the last time tomorrow. We now know here in Northeast Ohio that U.S. Marshals have arrested a dance teacher that is wanted for dozens of sex crimes here in Northeast Ohio. The accused man is 35-year-old Desmond Beasley. He was taken into custody by the U.S. Marshals Northern Ohio Violent Fugitive Task Force. We, now that, we know that he faces dozens of criminal charges. He, that includes eight counts of rape, four counts of sexual battery, and one count of attempted rape. The authorities say that the people who are believed to be his victims range in age from 13 to 18 years old, many of whom were his former students at the dance studio that he worked at, Dance 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 in Parma. If anyone has any information regarding crimes they believe to have been committed by Desmond Beasley, they are asked to contact the local police department or the Cuyahoga County Prosecutor's Office. Switching gears now, we know that the Ohio Library is offering rapid at-home COVID-19 tests as demand is rising for testing. Now, if you're hearing this and you're wondering, you might be wondering what I was wondering, which is why libraries? Why are libraries doing this? Well, the state of Ohio partnered with the Ohio Library Council earlier this year to make tests easily available to people here in Ohio. We now know that more than 53,000 rapid tests have been given out at 246 library locations throughout the state of Ohio throughout the month of August alone. That's according to the Ohio Department of Health today. Now, ODH bought 2 million, <clears throat> excuse me, 2 million rapid antigen testing kits from Abbott Labs. That was back in January. These tests are the ones that allow for at-home use. They're accompanied by a telehealth session to make sure that you are using the test properly. And according to an update from ODH, more than 160,000 of these tests have been made available through libraries since February. That's a significant portion of those tests. This update comes as Governor Mike DeWine is calling for renewed testing he's excuse me he's calling calling what is experiencing now what is happening right now renewed interest in testing as students are returning to school now let's talk about the latest covid-19 cases today the us has now hit 40 million confirmed covid-19 cases across the country with more than 4 million positive tests in the last 28 days that's 10% of those in the last 28 days, less than a month, that's according to Johns Hopkins University. The total number of officially reported results, of course, has just hit 40 million, but health experts believe that the actual number is much higher than that because there are asymptomatic cases and people who aren't getting tested. There have also been nearly 650,000 deaths related to COVID-19 in the U.S. India 
is second with more than 33 million cases and almost 112,000 deaths. But there's a disparity in population there, remember, between the U.S. and India. Now, cases have been on the rise since the Delta variant is spreading throughout the country, even seeing breakthrough cases in people who are vaccinated. But what we are seeing, by and large, from the people who are vaccinated getting the Delta variant, we are seeing anecdotal evidence and also hearing from doctors that it's a lot less severe than it would have been if you are not vaccinated. Now let's take a look at what's happening here in Ohio with the COVID-19 numbers. In the last 24 hours, the Ohio Department of Health has reported 4,876 new cases of COVID-19. This is many days in a row now where we've seen these numbers in the higher thousands. This is an increase from yesterday, almost an increase of a thousand since yesterday, 932 more than we saw yesterday, which was a high number in and of itself. Right now, there are 2,930 people in the hospital being treated for COVID-19. That's 210 more people than yesterday. And out of those 2,933 in the hospital, 819 are being treated in an intensive care unit. That's 23 more in an ICU than we saw yesterday. Now, if you're following on WKYC.com, if you're trying to track what's happening with the local school districts when it comes to mask mandates, we've just added another to the list. Perry Local Schools in Stark County in the Maslin, Perry, Canton area, my hometown, my alma mater actually, is one of the latest local school districts to add a mask mandate and put that into effect. That went into effect today. In a letter that was obtained by 3 News, we see that the Paralocal Schools Superintendent Scott Beatty announced the district will have this mask requirement. It was a long letter with lots of information, even a link to a legal brief laying out the legal basis for a mask mandate in the district. Now, in this, Superintendent Beatty wrote that the district understands that some families have strong beliefs about masks regardless of legality. There was also link to medical professional information, frequently asked questions about masking. Here's what we know will happen in Perry Local Schools. The district will accept medical waivers only and won't require a mask for students who have a documented special need if they're on an IEP plan. Everyone else will have to start wearing a mask effective today. That does include staff members as well. Now, Superintendent Beatty also talked about the political turmoil and the fallout here. Here's a quote from him. School districts have become ground zero for the many controversies that surround COVID-19. We have become expendable political collateral. So we have to base our decisions on what we have been advised by legal and state local health authorities. Again, the decision to wear face coverings gives Perry Local the best opportunity to remain open and give our kids a traditional educational experience. Now, from what I hear from members of the community, Perry Local School Districts was one of the last local, more immediate schools in the area in order to put a mask mandate into place. As people go back to school, First Lady Jill Biden is heading back to the classroom as well. She had been working remotely teaching English to community college students, but now she's heading back today to Northern Virginia Community College. She's worked there since 2009, and this makes her the first First Lady to leave the White House and work hours at a full-time job outside of the White House. She had previously told a Good Housekeeping magazine there are some things you just can't replace and she couldn't wait to get back into a classroom. Now, she is doing something different here. More recent first ladies, that includes Laura Bush, Michelle Obama, and Hillary Clinton. They were not working while their husbands were president of the United States. Now, Jill Biden at the age of 70, she is for, uh, forging a new path for herself, potentially for her successors. Not to say either of those choices is right or wrong or one is better than the other, but she's definitely doing something different. 
Here's some data for you. In 2019, women made up nearly half or 47% of the U.S. labor force. That's according to Catalyst, a woman's workplace advocacy group. So there are a lot of women around the country who are looking at Jill Biden and seeing themselves in her today as she returns to work outside of the White House. Speaking of returns, the Cleveland Browns return to NFL football this weekend on Sunday on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you've been following what's been going on with the roster, I've got some required reading for you. It's from our three news sports analyst, Ben Axelrod. It's up on WKYC.com. It's the depth chart, the schedule, a 2021 preview, and predictions. So make sure you check that out because there's a lot of movement going on. And if you want to get up to speed on all of the players who will be on that field for the Cleveland Browns, the people who made that 53-man roster, this is your required reading. So make sure you check that out at WKYC.com. And the tickets, because the Browns are expected to be good this year, they may cost a little more than we've seen in the past, and that is something that I think Browns fans will be excited to deal with for a change. But if you're a fan of Disney World, here's something that you should also keep in mind. There is a company that's projecting that the ticket to Disney World could more than double by 2031, and that would make it the most expensive Disney theme park in the world if that happens. Koala is the company and they look to connect travelers with timeshare rentals. They're, they've been studying the ticket prices of Disney World since it opened in 1971. This is the 50th anniversary of Disney World in Florida. Can you believe that? Only 50 years? It seems like there was never a time when Disney World didn't exist in Florida, but they've been looking at those ticket prices. When the park opened in 1971, it was $3.50. What they are projecting is 10 years from now that a ticket to Disney World will cost you $253 and 20 cents. That's almost $250 more. But there are some things to account here for, right? Like inflation and the fact that at the time that the park opened back in 1971, it didn't include as much. There weren't as many parks. It also didn't include rides and attractions. But again, if they are right about this, it would make the Florida theme park the most expensive Disney resort in the world. Now, you don't have to go far, though, if you want to just visit some beachfront here in the Northeast Ohio area along the Lake Erie shoreline. But if you were out there over Labor Day weekend, you might have noticed a lot of dead fish. And you might be wondering, what is that about? Well, Mike Durkalik is an aquatic biologist with Cleveland Metro Parks, and he said, yeah, it was pretty inescapable to notice the dead fish. And in some cases, a really strong smell, too. But he said, ultimately, Nothing to be worried about. He said it occurs from time to time in Lake Erie in the late summer. It's when algae and other organic matter decomposes, uses up the oxygen, and creates what's called a dead zone. Here's a quote from him. What happens is when you have just the perfect storm of wind and current patterns, the water can well up or come up along the shoreline where it brings those accompanying strong methane odors, and in some cases, lots of dead fish as well. He said this particular time it was debris along about 25 mile stretch of the shoreline from East Lake to Perry up here in Northeast Ohio up here along the shoreline. And the good news is that the fish killed by the lack of oxygen were sheep's head or freshwater drum. So not a lot of impact on the walleye and the perch. And the other, other silver lining he says is other than the not so great visual and the not so great smell, there is no public health danger. So that's good news at the very least, and we will leave it there. That is it for your 3 News Now update today for Tuesday, September 7th. I will see you back here tomorrow with more 3 News Now. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios.
Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.